Hi, welcome to the Raptor Culture Map, a sonic catalog of Montgomery College's story. Throughout this series, we will be exploring the core elements of what makes our college what it is today. Our journey will weave through Montgomery College's genesis, from when it was still a night school at Bethesda Chevy Chase, to quirks on campus like our planetarium, and most importantly, we will be speaking with members of the MC community, giving space to the stories that are unique to them. Today, we have the privilege of hearing a story about a tropic very familiar to us, transferring. However, this story has a unique twist to it. Our storyteller today is... Hi, my name is Kathy Lutter, and I have been at Montgomery College. This is my eighth year. I am an adjunct professor of English in the English and Reading Department, and I'm also a coach in Achieving the Promise Academy. It's common to go to your professors for college advice, and hearing their stories helps put your own journey into perspective. So when I initially met Professor Lutter whilst taking her English 101 class, I asked to speak about her experience with college. Well, when I uh, applied to colleges, I was applying from Sylvania, Ohio, which is a small town on the Ohio-Michigan border. And so I applied mainly to schools in Ohio. And my father wanted me to consider a broader range of colleges. And so he um, suggested, you know, got the book that tells all about different colleges and what they offer. And I ended up going to Carleton College, which is a small liberal arts college outside of Minneapolis, about 40 miles outside. So in a very small town called Northfield. And I felt very comfortable there. It was an easy transition from my high school. But after a year or two, I was feeling like a little enclosed, a little like it was too small a town. And even though I was involved in a lot of activities, it just felt like I had kind of done everything already, which I'm sure I hadn't, but uh, that was my feeling. And my parents had also, my whole family, I'm the oldest of five, had moved from Ohio to New Jersey. So they felt very far away. So I thought, you know, let's try a bigger place, a bigger university public, private. Um, I was open to both. Hearing that Professor Lutter was a transfer was nice to tie into my own experience. However, I was very surprised to hear that. There was a lot of publicity that fall that Yale was going co-ed and they were going to be admitting women students for the first time. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll apply. And when I got into Yale, I thought, well, this is will be good because I'll be, I won't be alone in the women students that are new. All the women students will be new. And so it will be an easier transfer for me. Yale, one of the U.S.'s Ivy League institutions, now celebrating its third century since establishment, first admitted female students into its undergraduate class only 52 years ago in 1969. For the women who were a part of that first class, the transition looked very different than what Yale probably looks like now. We were in classes, but I was the only woman sometimes in my class. Now, that had never been my experience. I went to co-ed public school and Carleton was a co-ed college, and that was kind of a strange experience. And there was a lot of pushback by some, not by faculty as much, but by some students and by some uh, alumni saying, oh, they're 
How are we going to produce a thousand male leaders if we have these women taking up valuable spots, et cetera? So there was, I'd say it's the experience made me a feminist uh, in the sense that I wouldn't have been quite as radicalized as um, I was if I had stayed at Carleton. It sounds like a lot of pressure. It was. This class of women had to not only deal with an unfamiliar environment, but also with intense media pressure and with the expectations of being ubermensch, as they were so called, or superwomen. We all have moments in our lives when we look back later and realize, oh wow, that was transformative, or that was a big deal. And in the moment, we may not feel that way since it's our day to day. But when I asked Professor Lutter about her experience, about the times where she not only cognitively knew her experience was a historical moment, but also felt it, I got a sense of the atmosphere these women had entered upon their arrival at Yale's gates. Well, you actually felt that way every day when you were there. And that's one thing that came out in the talks among the alumni at the reunion because there was so much media focus on the women who were there. And there were women who had amazing um, achievements even before coming to Yale. And you just felt that you really needed to do well, that you needed to prove that women could do well in this environment. And so th there was that sense all the time of um, I need to be I, I'm a representative of my gender. I need to do well in order to show that women can handle these uh, academic challenges as well as men. This consideration about going co-ed and the environment waiting for these scholars was also a priority for the admissions committee, as we will see with a fact Professor Letter shared with me. And whether it's fun or not, you decide. Yes, it's an interesting time to be talking about my experience there because this year is my 50th anniversary from graduating. And uh, naturally, we did not have an in-person graduation, but excitedly, we had two years ago uh, in 2019, a reunion of all of the women who had been admitted in 1969. And that was just a wonderful occasion to see friends from different classes, as well as my own, and to kind of relive the experience. And we had uh, speakers who actually were on the admissions board at the time. And the fun fact to which Nita is uh, referring is that one of the uh, speakers said, yes, it was hard to, we hadn't really come up with our criteria for how we were going to choose these women. You know, m most of them were quite academically qualified. How are we going to decide who to admit? And we decided to we decided resilience and ability to handle the, a tough environment was a, a true uh, a, a, the most important quality. And so, pretty much any woman who applied who had four brothers was admitted. <laughs> and I was very amused by that since I do have four brothers, and thought, oh, that explains then why I was admitted in 1969. Small caveat, Professor Lutter is highly qualified and definitely got in on her own merit. 
which you can definitely see as we continue our conversation and hit some really important points about decision making and how your expectations about how something is going to go don't always align with what really happens. It was one of my first experiences realizing that you make your decisions with the best information you have at the time, but you're looking at them from your own perspective and you may not really realize all of the factors that are going to influence you. Because when I got to Yale, um, there were only 125 juniors, um, 125 sophomores, and 250 freshmen, but they divided us up among the 12 residential colleges. So I was one of really maybe only 20 women in my college. I'm sure that we can all relate to this experience where a decision that we make doesn't garner the exact result that we had anticipated or hoped for. But even still, it can always lead to something good, as we see with Professor Lutter's experience. How do you reflect on being a part of this historical event now um, with the distance that has been gained from not being in that environment anymore and just seeing how it's impacted people now? Well, I think um, two parts. Over the years, I have always, it was interesting when I was at Yale, I would sometimes, people ask where you went to college and then you would just say, I would just say somewhere in Connecticut because sometimes I just didn't really want to get into the whole Yale thing. Um, and also, um, people have certain impressions of that. So over the years, in some ways, I would downplay it. In other ways, I always knew that having gone to college, having gone to a, a college whose name is so recognizable, was always something in my favor. So I knew that I was benefiting from the experience. I think the thing that I took away from this reunion in, six, in uh, 2019 was really an appreciation that I was resilient. I didn't feel resilient at the time. I didn't feel like I was doing an amazing thing. But in retrospect, I realized, yeah, that was challenging. And that was um, something that there were challenges to my identity, challenges to my um, sense of self-worth, and I came through it well. Um, but I hadn't thought of myself necessarily as a resilient person. So I think my message to Montgomery College students would be, yeah, your, your experience right now may feel, especially with COVID, very challenging and very straining. And that sometimes you don't feel like you've done as well as you wanted to do. And yet you are showing amazing resilience by being here and persevering through this challenging time. To extend a great thanks to Professor Lutter for sharing her story with us and also for being an encouraging and committed educator. Facts about Yale's history were sourced from the Traditions and History page on the college's website if you would like to pursue further study. And finally, if you have a story that you would like to share with this project, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am your host, Ida Khan, and this is the Raptor Culture Map. See you next time.